0: Alright guys, thanks for joining me. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, This week we're going to be having a look at Liverpool and what has went wrong and what can be done to maybe steady the ship. Uh, Reds fans, it's been a tough few weeks, no doubt. Um, Things have really went from bad to worse over the last couple of games. It seems like there's no end in sight. Uh, The lads look fresh out of ideas when it comes to creating chances, playing in the final third. The question is for me is it all down to burnout and fatigue or is there another reason behind the slump? I would say on the surface the answer may appear to be burnout but when you looked at the way they've played over the last few seasons high press and high intensity football which saw the midfield and forwards chasing players all over the pitch and working hard to close those passing channels. This brand of football when applied correctly is extremely successful as Liverpool fans know. But there's no doubt that in the long run it takes a physical toll on the players and I think we're in the season number four now with this core group of players playing that way. So, you know, it could just be a case of times caught up with them. Uh, Since the start of this season I don't think the Reds have been able to apply that same brand of intense play which for the first half of the season it was kind of hard to see that because they were still grinding out results. They They weren't blowing teams away by any means but even without that high intensity press from the front man being Bobby Firmino right the way back into the midfield and in, in most cases even the defence. They were still getting results. Still grinding them out and come Christmas time they were quite comfortable at the top of the table. It's when you start to scratch under the surface, you can see the warning signs, the seven two defeated villa. The Reds midfield and front line they struggled so much in that game to close the opposition down in their own half and when you pair that with a high defensive line, it makes it so simple for the opposition to play a ball over the top and find the forward. Like, when you think about it, if you midfield, if you play that high line, right, and your, midf- or your defenders are sitting on the halfway line, your midfield and your forwards have to press every ball. They have to squeeze the opposition in and make them either hand the ball over to you by you winning it back or give the ball away under pressure with a poor pass. If they don't and if they're able to play it through you or if you're not pressing intensely enough and you're you're giving them that bit of space, your defenders are on the halfway line. All they, all they, that opposition need, a couple of pacey strikers or a pacey winger, to nip in behind their ball over the top and they're one-on-one with the keeper. That was the issue in the Villa game. It's not like Liverpool have intentionally decided to press less or give their opponents more time on the ball. Uh, like the the system is still the same for the Reds it's just not being executed with the same level of intensity as it has been in recent seasons the problem with that is the high intensity 100 mile an hour press is vital to Klopp's system when the opposition are given space and time in the midfield it's so simple to break Liverpool's high line and without a successful high press his entire system falls apart in the last 6 home games for the Reds we've seen them dominate possession for the most part anyway and comfortably knock the ball about the pitch some really nice passing, can play But when it comes to the final third, they're static, there's no inspiration, there's no creativity. The usual play is the ball works its way out to Trent or Andy Robertson and the ball is crossed into the box and it's cleared by the opposition defence. In the past few games we've saw teams break from their own box from this very scenario and it's literally a case of three or four simple passes and they'll split Liverpool's defence apart and nine times out of ten it creates goal scoring opportunities. The issues are clear. The lack of movement up front is leading to stale repetitive attack and play. As a result of this, they're caught with far too many players forward, a defence on the halfway line, and a goalkeeper who's forced to play the sweeper-keeper role, which recently has led to its own issues. I want to do state, though, that I do think Alisson is a sweeper-keeper. A lot of keepers do play that way these days. I just think that if you tweak a few, a few things and that's one of them, they'll be much more comfortable in how they play football. So the question I guess is, is there a solution? Obviously there is. Let me make this clear, I'm not a football manager, so this is by no means guaranteed to solve any problems, but as a football fan and enthusiast for years, here's my take on it. The obvious solution is a tweak to the current system, and hear me out. In the previous two seasons, I would say right up to the beginning of the first UK lockdown, which was in April of 2020, Liverpool played that beautiful, intense football It's all goals created from a variety of scenarios. Van Dijk plays a long ball over the top to Mane. Goal. Intricate passing, patient build-up play. Slip through to Salah. Sidesteps a defender. Goal. Trent plays a swerving pass from the right into the path of the sprinting Firmino. Goal. What do most of those goals have in common? The majority of the goals scored came from the front three, having space to run in behind the defence and exploit. Recently, Liverpool's opponents seem to have worked out that if they play a deep line and force Liverpool onto them, the Reds 2 wide men don't have the opportunity to stretch their legs and utilise that blistering pace. This means that instead of playing to their strength and running in behind, they're forced to take defenders on one-on-one. Which sometimes pays off, but it doesn't create the same type of dangerous opportunity that running in behind a defender would. Doesn't Nine times out of ten it doesn't give you that one-on-one with a keeper that running in behind a defender would. The other thing it does is it slows down the attack play. And that gives other defenders the chance to come across and cover their teammates in the case that they have been beaten by the dribble. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong, there's other issues in the system, but in my opinion, this is the biggest problem Liverpool are looking at. Is they seem, to, they seem completely unable to break down teams which are set up to play the containment game. How do you fix that? For me, the obvious thing to try at this point would be to play the entire team 10 yards deeper than what they'd usually play. When you implement this system, usually it draws the opposition up the pitch and creates that space in behind which Liverpool are so good at exploiting. The other positive of setting up this way is that your defence won't have that huge space between them and their goalkeeper, which forces teams to try and play through Liverpool rather than just playing that ball over the top. That really plays into Liverpool's hands because when they set up to play compact, they're very, very difficult to play through and break down. And they're experts at recovering the ball in the midfield, which usually leads to dangerous counter attacking opportunities when that space is in behind for the front three. The downside of this setup is it's just, it's simply not as exciting to watch as what we have seen in previous seasons with that high pressing line. The thing is, with the recent run of results, there's now other factors in the mix. After 68 games unbeaten at home in the league, the Reds have fallen to six straight home defeats which has shattered their ambitions of retaining the Premier League title and, honestly, their hopes of qualifying for the Champions League next season are currently hanging by a thread. This current form has led to the confidence and the morale in the squad hitting an all-time low. You can really see that reflect on the pitch. Over the last two seasons, I don't think there's many football fans who would argue against anyone who said that Liverpool were the perfect example of a great team in the sense of players playing for the badge, playing for each other and working hard. They hunted and attacked as a unit. They looked united on every front. In the previous months, they've just looked the complete opposite of that in the pitch. There's a lack of unity, a lack of understanding, a lack of creativity. It almost looks like a case of every man for themselves, especially when they go behind. A few of the lads in the squad look to me like they have their eye on a move in the summer. and It kind of looks like their heads not on it. I know that's quite a controversial thing to say, but it's just the way it looks to me. Add into the mix the rumours of a punch-up between Allison and Andy Robertson in the dressing room after one of the recent home defeats and you begin to, the, well the, I don't begin to but the question begins to hit fans lips has Klopp lost the dressing room when something like that happens? Now look, in my opinion I don't think so I think that's quite normal in football especially after a defeat at home, emotions are running high, players can turn on each other I would like to state that the rumours were addressed by Jordan Henderson in a pre-match interview, he laughed them off stated that it gave everyone in the squad a good laugh Which to be honest, it's probably what I would say if I was club captain. But it's also probably what I would say if I was club captain and trying to keep the story from getting to the press. So whether it happened or not, I don't know. It's hard to say. But look, here's my opinion and my take on it. Klopp is the man that can fix this slump. Without doubt, the blistering highs of the past three seasons have led to a horrendous low point. And for the German, this is going to be his toughest test at the club so far. It's my honest opinion that the Liverpool board should stand by Klopp. I think he's done enough over the past five seasons at at Anfield to earn loyalty and earn enough respect to stand by him through this rough period. Regardless of recent results, Liverpool fans are beyond thankful to Klopp, obviously, for what he's done. And when you speak to them, you get the feeling that it's not just what he's done for the club, but what he's done for the city as a whole. You know, he's turned doubters into believers, isn't that the famous saying? There's no doubt that whatever happens between now and the end of the season, he's gonna have the backing of the majority of the fan base and I hope that he can turn the ship. I really do. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on this one. And yeah, thanks everyone for the support. It means a lot. Um peace. Catch you in the next one.